to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today we're going to be giving you guys a full preview of the upcoming Clásico Nacional. We're going to be recapping a little bit of what happened against Toluca in the San Mesodia and that nightmare of the game that was on Saturday. And then, of course, Christian's going to have to keep you guys up to date with everything going on in and around the world of Coapa. But, of course, as always, joining me today is the New York's hand-in-hand uh, hand here. It is none other than AJ and Christian. Gentlemen, how are we? Doing good. Pretty excited for this upcoming week. Um, plenty of stuff to talk about tonight. And all in all, just cannot wait for Saturday. Definitely. Should be an interesting game. Christian, how are you? Doing good, Ivan. Doing good. I hope everyone's doing well. Like AJ said, excited excited for tonight. we got a big match on Saturday. Uh, both teams looking uh, to get back on the right track. And it uh, should be a good one. Definitely. And hey, joining us today, as always, it is a member of the Chivas del Norte uh, podcast. And he is going to be trying to convince everyone as to why they shouldn't get their hopes up against Chivas. And uh, of course, welcoming back to the podcast, it is none other than the man himself. Varo, Varo, how are you? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, looking forward to talking about Chivas in America. I'm going to why you should be scared. <laughs> <laughs> why we should be scared after you had just fired your coach and now you have an interim who quote unquote is undefeated from what I've been reading so greatest should greatest Chivas coach of all time <laughs> well, well we'll get to dive down into that in just a second you'll be able to make your case as to why he's going to be rivaling Solari but uh, gentlemen let's quickly just briefly go over as to what happened against Toluca that 3-1 defeat uh, I think it just goes to say what Chris saying let's talk about how predictable that loss against Toluca was and how the best defense quote-unquote in this league is carried by Memo Ochoa Christian what do you have to add on yeah, no, I mean, you know, we were, we were talking about it, you know, before we got on the pod and, um, you know, not to make any excuses or anything because, um, you know, the look that was the better team for 90 minutes, hands down. Um, you know, it's predictable in the sense that, you know, this was America's, you know, third game in a week uh, going in with the rotational squad. Um, it was always going to be difficult going in there and getting a result, uh, nevertheless a win, right? So um, I think in this, this is one of the rare cases where I would think that a, a draw would have sufficed, but... You know, the logo was just too much for us on Saturday, and they just proved to be the better team for 90 minutes. Um, you know, every player in America did not perform, and you know that's things that we don't have we not to work on. You know, we were on cloud nine with this undefeated streak, um, and maybe it's a good thing that it kind of we kind of you know got brought down a couple of notches before the classical because you know the it's a little bit less pressure, but also you know that you're not invincible, you're not untouchable, and you're not this you know super team that you know needs no you know no fixing up. Uh, you know, there's things to work on, especially in the set pieces. And uh, hopefully Salada takes note of that uh, in training this week to get us ready for Saturday. Oh, yeah, indeed. And AJ, I think like Christian mentioned, right, there's a kind of accountability in, in, in these types of games where you kind of, you know, not necessarily point fingers because uh, you, overall everyone had a pretty poor night. But it was just one of these games where I knew it. You, you felt it coming into the Sayana Mesodias. It's never really a promising place for us. Again, not making excuses like Christian said because we are America. But you kind of had this feeling that there was this omen about to happen against America that was 
gonna go in Toluca's favor as soon as you saw that we conceded off the off the bat. Yeah, no, we haven't beaten this. We haven't beaten Toluca since the 2019 Apertura. I know how Toluca is. They like to just score from the get go. If they score from the get go at this point, they're gonna try to keep scoring as much as they possibly can on your team until you know the other team is just like there really isn't nothing we can do. But yeah, no. As much as I really didn't want to see a, um, a loss from this America side, it was bound to happen at some point. Maybe it was just a, an L in disguise, but. It is what it is. We learn from the mistakes in this match against Toluca and we just move on, really. Indeed, and we got the anti-Americanistas in the chat already. Karin saying that was an awesome Toluca win. Sounds very biased right there. It doesn't sound like a very analytical uh, recap right there of what happened. And then you have uh, Dave One Champ saying, look at how tired the core of the team is, though. All the internationals, no breaks even for the rotational squad and traveling for CONCACAF Champions League. again. Really good points to make, but being America, being who we are, us kind of, you know, puffing our chest and saying, hace frío en la cima, you can't go out there and have that type of performance. Like, let's I mean, be honest. Go cold, like, go first. And, just saying, just saying, just saying. By just goal differential, and that is about it. Just saying, just saying. Just um, so, again, it's unexcusable, and whilst there's some very good arguments to be made, America should have done better, could have done better, um, and we won't get into the details of it too because we want to talk about the classic on Nacional as much as possible. But again, a game in where if you if if I was gonna say if you were to ask me, but Ivan last week did ask me, would you have rather have sacrificed three points this past weekend for three points next weekend? I think a hundred percent out of all of us would have said yes. So. Of course. No doubt about it. I ain't trying to lose to our rivals, so of course, of course. And talking about rivals, Vado, how are you guys coming into this one? Because it looks like you guys have not only just won your last game coming into the Clásico, but you've also fired your manager, which is like a double win. I mean, if you're Chivas, yeah, it's a double win, right? Um, we're coming into this game undefeated in our four last games. We haven't been conceding that many goals. I think we conceded one goal in our last four games. Um, you know, we play we play very boring soccer, so our opponents play very boring soccer as well. But I don't know. I'm feeling I'm feeling hopeful after we fired Vucetich. So you mentioned that you know you guys are coming into this one. I mean, quote unquote, yes, you guys are um, undefeated within your your last four games. I mean, you're talking about you know two wins and two draws, promising. You know, for America though, it, it's. You know, talking about last four games, it's three victories, one loss. But overall, we know that these things tend to mean little whenever it comes to Clásico Nacional. But talk to me a little bit more about this interim coach that you guys are going to be having for this Clásico. Well, we're going to have uh, Michelle Año, who I believe is our sporting, our youth sporting director, something like that. But he has coached Chivas before. He coached Chivas, I believe, against FC Juarez, I think it was. Um, but he is undefeated as a Chivas coach. Chivas averages two goals a game when he is our coach, averages no goals given as our coach. So, you know, he's technically <laughs> the greatest Chivas coach of all time. Very excited to see what he's going to do on <laughs> on Saturday night. So he's got plenty and plenty to lose in because if he doesn't pro- provide, you know, the victory that you guys all want because of his stats, then it looks like he's the greatest of all coach then ultimately becomes, uh, you know, someone else in the history. He becomes just another Chivas coach. <laughs> just, just 
to know that she was coach. <laughs> uh, we, well, Vado, you got a fan in the chat saying, Gotti going, let's go, Vado. Saying, though, she was a very dull match versus Pachuca. Quite the snooze fest. Um, and Gotti really showing her colors today, saying, vamos, Leano. That's so, uh, our fellow Chivarmano right there. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm disappointed, Gotti. I'm disappointed. <laughs> uh, but no, look, I mean... Both teams coming into this one a little bit in, in, in different circumstances, right? You guys definitely were struggling with, with you know, the, the whole hashtag for Abusatich. And, you know, you guys were playing the most attractive football. Yet some of the results were kind of going in your guys' favor. But again, your manager is then fired. You guys are looking optimistic for the future. America, though, on the other hand, coming into this one, looking in really good shape. I mean, the best we've looked in, in years, gentlemen, right? "Quote unquote undefeated until we get to face off against you know Toluca, Champions League in, in the final for Concacaf Champions League. Also, not playing the most beautiful football, but it looks like we're playing uh, at least somewhat disciplined and rigged enough to understand what it is that the Solari side was going to be doing. But again, none of this tends to matter, Christian, when you come and talk about a Clásico Nacional." No, definitely not. Um, we always say it. We say it every single year. You know, form, you know, means nothing uh, when it comes to the biggest game of the year. Um, but like I said earlier, you know, both teams are, you know, this is probably the start of some, something new. You know, America wants to get back on the right track with the win. Uh, Chivas now, you know, after firing with Satish, they want to show that, you know, they are a good team, uh, you know, going forward. So, and what better way to do it than, you know, you know, beating your rifles, right? So, you know, a, a lot of factors going into this match. You know, this, this should paint for one of the better ones in recent years. Uh, so I, I just hope we get, a, we get a nice showing on Saturday. Definitely. Rado, to, to you, do, do these games still make or break seasons for, for not just, you know, Chivas, but America fans in your perspective? I mean, definitely, right? When one season... When they announced the calendar, you know, that's one of the first games as I think Chivas and America fans both look look around for it, see where it lands, see if you start making plans, you know, maybe to head out to Mexico, either Estadio Seco or uh, Akron. But, uh, you know, due to the pandemic and whatnot, it hasn't been that easy to travel to games right now. But, I mean, yeah, I think I look forward to this game. It's one of the biggest games in Liga MX. Uh, you know, ratings don't lie. People watch this game, even if they're not Chivas America fans. So this game is always going to be, I think, the, the biggest classico in, in Mexico. Still to this day, the number one game viewed, I think, here in the States as far as the regular season goes. So, again, like Bado mm-hmm. said, the numbers don't lie. So the, the whole world will be captivated by this match. You know, I'll make the argument and die on that hill. Um, Gary saying, you guys know I will never want America to win even. Uh, I will never want America to win ever. Solari, though, one handsome man. Well, nice to see where her ties and affiliations are going uh but going, going going back to this whole you know classical national debate but i think we've talked about this a couple of times before in recent years it's definitely I, I don't think it necessarily lived up to the hype but it's just maybe being a little bit deflated maybe it's because of how things have been recent years you know both teams haven't been at the very top of things you know you guys have been struggling we've been a little bit up and down sometimes is this still the same Super Clásico Nacional that we all grew up with watching and anticipating? Or do you think that the criticisms are correct, that there is, you know, room for improvement and that this game doesn't carry as much weight as it used to? 
Yeah, I mean, you you could say that based on the last couple of Clásicos and how they end up going most of the time, but I just think it's so it's so rare in a while since you know Chivas and America both are at the top at the same time. It's usually one or the other. Unfortunately, you know, for Chivas, usually they've been the ones struggling going into the game. But I think you know it's still, it still doesn't matter. You still want to win this game. You don't want to lose to your rivals. I know Chivas is definitely looking forward to going into Azteca and ruining ruining America fans' night. You know, especially Juan Venezuela. I know he likes to drop goals on the yeah, show and Estadio Azteca. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I'm, I'm excited for the game. I think I think it's a little bit of hype, even though sometimes you know the the goals don't don't get there. Well, you know, AJ, as I say that, I also say this. We just saw a Super Clásico here in the United States not too long ago. And it, it, you saw the passion in the stands. You saw the drive, not just only from America fans, but Chivas side as well. Um, you know, it, there's still kind of that lust for this game. It might be a little bit lackluster sometimes on the pitch. But I think the fans still try to do their part on trying to continue to paint this game for what it is. Or at least for what the history shown it can be. Yeah, no. Anytime when it's a classical, everyone's giving it their all. Even the fans, they want it to be a very entertaining match. They paid their tickets to go see these two teams clash out for the full 90 minutes. They want to give the support to um, both of their teams. You get you have a lot of people cheering, yelling, causing drama. You maybe get the occasional pitch invaders trying to cause havoc on the pitch. But, you know, despite, yeah, over throughout the years, maybe we have not seen that many goals being scored in Clásicos, but it's it's still it's still the Clásico Nacional. It's still the biggest game in Mexico, and you know it means a lot to these both of these teams to have a lot of history between each other. Yeah, Chivas at um at their side they have not been really America in quite some time. These Clásicos in the regular season, but they still show up to these games in America. Same can be said them as well. They give it their all in this um Clásico against Chivas. I just want to bring up something that Frank says. He says, I get more excited to play against Cruz Azul, Tigres, or Rayados. Sorry, but you got to be more relevant sooner or later. Um, and look, he's not the only one that kind of shares that opinion. There's a lot of America fans out there that maybe gravitate towards that as well, saying that they get more of a you know thrill having to play a team that maybe has been a little bit more on top than Chivas has. And Chris saying, I just feel nowadays we walk into Clásicos way more confident than we used to, and for the most part, always end up with the result. A little bit touching on what, you know, Vado was saying. Um, but I don't know, Vado, do you think that, you know, the reason why we don't feel the same way we used to, or at least some fans can make that argument because we don't have enough Canteranos playing for both sides of the, for both teams, the way that, you know, we used to have in, in old Clásicos? Yeah, I think that could be one of, one of the reasons, you know, um, I think Chivas actually has improved on that since the last time we, we did one of these pods. We have a little bit more of Canteranos out there, but yeah, I think that takes a little bit of the fire out of the out of the game, right? Because if you come up in either in America or Chivas as, as an institutional player, you come up, right? You come up hating, if you're a Chivas player, you come up hating and you come up hating Atlas. And then if you're an America player, you come up hating Chivas and Pumas and every other team that plays in Mexico City because there's like 20 of them. <laughs> there is <laughs> but uh but yeah i think i think canteranos add a little bit to the to the fire of the game and i know america like off the top of my head i can name like cordoba probably the only canterano i can name Ochoa, 
those are probably like the two. Like I'm not too familiar with the younger players, but um, yeah, I think Cantarano's add fire to the to the game, and a lack of them kind of could be reason why the game has lost some of its uh, fire, I guess. Definitely. I mean, piggyback off what he just said, Christian, he just mentioned it. I think Cordova and Ochoa are the only two Cantaranos that are going to be featuring in this Clásico. Uh, unfortunately, you know, Santina Veda, who could arguably yeah. really make a, a run for that position in the starting 11, is out due to injury. But then after that, you don't really have anyone else coming to the ranks that has kind of the feeling for the jersey. I'm not saying that the foreigners don't understand it. And I think right. there's maybe a couple of few in that squad that truly, yeah. you know, feel the passion for it but do you think that's mm-hmm. one of the main reasons as to why maybe some america fans don't view this game as you know that nitty-gritty game that we used to kind of all just anticipate weeks in advance yeah i mean definitely so you know back in the day you would always hear you know leading up to the games uh, any player whether it be a foreigner or, or a mexican uh just say you know this is the biggest game of the year you know i don't like them they don't like us you know we're gonna we're always gonna be the better team of mexico um, you know, you don't really get that, that, that kind of that fire instilled uh, and from both sides, honestly. Um, I, I, can't remember the, I can't remember the last time, you know, there was, you know, a comment made here or there that kind of sparked up the Clásico a little bit, right? Um, but you do have players from America that are foreigners that do feel the colors and they do feel what it means to play a Clásico. I mean, you know, we saw Fidalgo give an interview last week how, um, you know, he, he, he understands what it, what it means to be a part of America and what the game against Chivas means to the institution and to the fans. So that's why he, whenever he gets on the pitch, he's going to get 110%. Um, more players like that are going to make the game better. Um, it's just unfortunate that right now, I don't think in either side, um, you know, they, they have that in them. And, you know, that definitely does take away from, from, from the spectacle of the game. But I will say this, though, America Chivas, it will always be a big game, no matter how, which way you put it. It's always going to be the biggest game of the year. Um, and that's just how it's going to be. It's always going to be like that. Uh, whether, you know, Cruz Azul or Monterrey or Tigres are in better form, um, you know, you like Baro said earlier, you know, America Chivas, that's literally the first game I always look for on the calendar seat. When is it going to be? Uh, whose stadium is going to be first? And, you know, games leading up to it because it's just that kind of game. Um, that just brings that out of you. You know, you don't you don't go and pencil in, you know, America versus Monterrey, right? Because, you know, you, you just don't do that. So, you know, America Chivas will always be the Clásico Nacional no matter what. Um, but yes, I feel like in recent years it has died down a little bit. But, you know, that doesn't mean that this Saturday, you know, has to be like that, right? This this could be the start of a, of a chain of great Clásicos for years to come. Interesting. I like it. I mean, it, I'll say this much. The, the week leading up to it is not as intense as it was growing up as a kid. And, you know, like constantly seeing it like freaking football picante or like stuff where they like right. completely hype it up. But the day of is kind of like, oh, it's like game you day. Wake up and you're like, oh, it's okay. game day. Yeah. yeah exactly. So it, it, it's going to be interesting. Well, why don't we get down to it? Why don't we talk about the game of the season for America and Chivas? So. This game is going to be on Saturday. Uh, that's going to be at 7 p.m. Pacific, 9 Central, 10 Eastern at the Estadio Azteca. America's coming into this one and, and looking to bounce back off that defeat against Toluca and looking to regain their form. Whilst Chivas, like Varo mentioned, coming in with a new coach, hopefully a breath fresh of air, trying to bring the upset to the Estadio Azteca. Look, I mentioned it time and time again. Form doesn't matter for anything. I think at the end of the day, it's the team that wants it the most is the team that's going to get it. 
And in recent years, we've seen America best uh, Guadalajara. And I know some people are coming into this one a little bit more confident, saying, you know what, that Toluca one was just a hiccup. But again, I think we have to be a little cautious of this side, Christian. It's not like Chivas is just kind of folding and, and rolling over because we've Vado talked about it undefeated in the last four games. They're doing at least, well, at least they were doing something right with Lucetich. Now with this new manager, we don't know exactly what it's going to look like. But again, can't underestimate any opponent, especially when it comes to Chivas. No, definitely. And we all know Chivas has, has a good squad, right? Well, you know, whether it be, you know, a coach's fault or, you know, player attitude or something, you know, that that's just besides the point. Chivas have a good team and the 11 they're going to put out, it's going to be good. Um, you know, the the I guess the caution for you're talking about is that, you know, now teams know our weaknesses. Uh, Toluca exploited that very well on Saturday, actually three times. Um, and, you know, the, the, the world saw how bad or how, I guess, yes, how bad our defense actually is than what the numbers showed, right? I think in, in, in more games than now, we could say that Ochoa, you know, has saved America from, you know, conceding, you know, three or more goals uh, throughout the season, right? So, you know, the, the, you know, the league knows that America's defense is not as strong as one might think. So, you know, that that's going to be a, an exploding point for whatever team that comes in. Uh, so, you know, Chivas has to take that into consideration with the squad that they have. There is some potential holes they can they can expose. And, you know, I, I really hope that, you know, defense and, you know, defensive work and tracking back is a main point uh, for Slider this week because, you know, we saw what happened on Saturday, right? And we cannot have a repeat of that, uh, you know, come come this Saturday. No, yeah, and, and it'll be interesting to see exactly how Solari plants himself, and I'll ask for a predicting sign 11 a little bit later down the road, but it will be interesting to see how he tries to plug in those gaps that we showed clearly against Toluca, against Chivas, because, again, anyone watching that game can just pick out and pinpoint, like, oh, okay, so this, this, and that is all you got to do to overcome America's defense, which I think is the number one worrisome thing. Uh, Varo, how, how is uh, Chivas coming into this one? Uh, what's kind of the... the the, the the vibe and the environment coming into this game from at least you know a Chivas perspective. Well, I think there was like a, there was definitely locker room issues going on. I think Teach had lost the locker room already, and based on what he puts out on the field and the style that he wanted to play, I don't think I don't think we we have any idea what Chivas is going to look like on Saturday. Um, we haven't lived up to our potential all season. Teach was with us for a little over a year and you could not tell that you can't tell what he worked on, what he tried to implement on the field. So I don't know. We're undefeated in our last four games. Um, we haven't been conceding goals this season a lot. We gave up, we've given up eight goals all season. So our defense isn't too bad. I think, I think we'll be all right going into Saturday night. Okay. So a little bit more confident than maybe years prior. Um, I just, I just think that, you know, there's no way for America really to plan for the game on Saturday. Like, you don't know what to expect. You got a, a, a brand new coach. You might have a whole new lineup. He might give Canteranos a chance that never have played this season, maybe, or, or guys that have been on the bench all season are going to start on Saturday night, maybe. So I just think the unexpected is exciting for fans right now. Interesting. And AJ, to that point of having to play against the unexpected, against the unknown, I think all you can really do at that point is just 
try to improve the game that you know how to do, or at least you've been trying to implement all season long. We know that this side is a very possessive side, and we know that they like to work the ball around, move it around the pitch, you know, get players in promising positions. I, I, I don't know. Would you, would you agree to the fact that we'd have to maybe just play our game and let the rival kind of settle against us rather than trying to settle against the, the opponent? The thing is... Like Vado mentioned, we don't know what this GSS is going to have considering they got a whole new manager. Maybe it's not the greatest idea to, you know, let it settle in because what if, like, worst case to come, just like Toluca, they score in the opening minutes and we're just like, okay, what just happened to us? And then at that point, get yourself back in game. I feel like from the get-go, America's just got to do what they've been doing best throughout this entire season, just playing that possessive game, game, making those plays happen, find those players in those good positions as well, being very careful with the gaps that we leave in defense because Toluca completely exploited us in that aspect. And as well, this Chivas side went by unexpected goals. They really mean it. They've been scoring really late into games at times. So I feel like it's really important for Solari. If it's the last couple minutes of the match to keep that defense as tight as possible, there's been moments where Chivas scored in the 89th minute, the 90th, even during extra time in the second half. So at that point, just be very cautious of them because at any point in time, they could probably just give us a surprise. And from there on out, this America, they just got to do the homework and figure out what they can do to prevent this GS side from trying to score really late goals into match, whether if we're up a goal, up by two goals, or it's currently tied. And we definitely don't want to be conceding goals in the last minute against them. Yeah, and you know, I think it's like Chris mentioned it here. He's saying, if we're being honest, the, the plan is to do what Solari's been doing ever since he arrived with the midfield and be aggressive in the front, uh, in the final third, really. So he, to, in his eyes, Cordoba and Fidalgo both need to start, and I think we all can agree to that. And whether or not he can find a place for them in the starting eleven, where they can both actually function, that is a different story. Frank saying very confidently, Fidalgo will dance around the defense. We have nothing to worry about, although. I haven't seen the best of Fidalgo in this league just yet. I know he had himself quite the game against uh, Philadelphia. But again, need to see more of that Fidalgo man up top. But again, it, it's it's like Varos mentioned, it that kind of unknown, unexpected, which, Varo, you guys are going to try to use to your advantage. I mean, I mean, what could you see potentially working for Chivas in this game? I think if we come out with a high press and just attack from the get-go, just, you know, just go for it all. Just throw, throw haymakers out from the first minute because I think, like you guys said, if we hit you guys in the first couple of minutes, we score a goal, you know, that brings back kind of memories of what happened to you against Baluka. Doubt start to form. And then if if our new coach plays like a speed, uh, a fast team, like I would like him to, I think we have a chance on counterattack, especially if we go up early. So that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for a fast-paced squad, um, you know, use Antuna right. If Vega somehow miraculously is clear to go for Saturday night, put Vega in. Give me, like, that Angulo, Vega, Antuna, Trident I've been wanting to see. We saw it at the Olympics for a little. It kind of worked. I think it could work at Chivas. Bucetich love to play possession game you know have a ball we didn't really know how to create anything so i think this this is what chivas needs to do on saturday come out with everything they got in the first 10 15 minutes all right so a fast-paced team so we guess we can all agree that oria peralta will be seeing the starting 11 pitch then as he might be your fastest <laughs> forward 
I think he broke his back the other the other night when he missed a, <laughs> a six a six inch sitter. I think so. He hit him oh back on the post. He <laughs> he'll be he, the season. He'll be the master that Chivas needed. He's the master they <laughs> definitely needed. Look how he gave us the W against Cruz Azul in the final. <laughs> gave us that W. All those hot stats on. So can't believe that guy came out and said he wanted a new contract. But again, uh, <laughs> there's neither here nor there. But it, it it goes to show that this, like you mentioned, Christian, this Chivas side has potential. We saw it in the Olympics. They got some really good fast play- players that, I mean, let's face it, our defense isn't the fastest. And whenever we see pace getting thrown at Emmanuel Aguilar and Bruno Valdez, we all start to shake and start doubting whether or not this team is going to be capable of holding off against anything. With that said, though, the defense has to be as sharp as possible in this game. I mean, the sharpest we've seen them all season long. I'm talking from the goalkeeper to the back line to our center defensive mids. We just have to be in full concentration mode. Yeah, no, 100%. So, um, you know, like to everyone's point, uh, I think America is going to have to rely on their midfield to kind of win in this game. You know, I, I think uh, Solari knows that America has to be kind of the protagonist in this game, uh, you know, control the ball and, you know, make Chivas work for it. Um, yes, it's going to be unpredictable what they're going to pull out. But in that case, you just have to play your game and just be the ones to dominate the match. And, you know, if Slider does, does, doesn't do that, then we're going we're gonna to have a very, very uh, difficult time, uh, you know, scoring against Chivas on Saturday. Alrighty then. Well, you kind of make a pretty good argument. I think that, you know, while Svato makes a good point, the Semitica side is prone to a little bit of weakness whenever the team starts going at them. I mean, you saw it, especially against Philadelphia. There was times where Philly just completely just outpaced us, outmuscled us at times, and it proved very, um, very effective against us, right? They didn't have their shooting boots on that day, and Ochoa had himself one, one amazing night. But again, it goes to show the weaknesses that we have in that defense that we keep saying season after season after season. And for some reason, we still yet to fix it. So again, coming into this one with a, a lot of gaps and holes here and there, but looking to be as optimistic as possible. Now, I don't know uh, how long Chivas can keep that kind of high press, kind of keep that high mobility going against us. I do feel like, Vado, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do feel that this Chivas side might be a little bit more you know, reluctant to do, or, or at least maybe be in favor of trying to counterattack us since they do know that they have the speed. So is, is that something that you guys could potentially also plan for? I mean, yeah, I think countering America would also work, especially I think we've seen in the past Clásicos when America, when the Clásico starts, America is usually the team that is pressing against Chivas for those first 10, 15 minutes is kind of like a, if we survive that first 10, 15 minute onslaught, you know, we kind of tend to settle into the game more often than not. But, you know, for, I mean, for, I would finally like to be the team that's the one that comes out and presses for those first 10, 15 minutes as opposed to being on the opposite side, you know. And I think that's what's exciting about a coach and especially what Belias and um, our coach, our new coach has been saying, you know, they, they didn't like the style we were playing. Um, they weren't, somebody new with new ideas they want someone that's going to get the best out of our young players so i think that's something to be excited about and i hope that it shows on saturday night but yeah counter playing playing counter-attack football can work so you know we have antuna if vega comes back we might have vega we have angula who's pretty quick too so i think we are you know we can play the counter-attack but i would like to just 
come out those 10, 15, those first 10, 15 minutes with everything we got and see if we can put one past Ochoa. Interesting. We'll be interested to see if whether or not you guys do that or if we stick to that tendency, like you mentioned, and we are the more aggressive side, which I think is exactly what Solari is going to want to do, especially at home. Um, again, trying to erase the memories of Toluca. So only way to do that is to get yourself on the score sheet first. Jerry's saying, look, if there's an early goal for Chivas, I expect them to sit back and park the bus a bit. Toluca kept applying pressure this past weekend. America must be ready for everything. I agree with Jerry in the fact that America needs to be prepared for all options in this one, Christian. Again, we're we're we're, we're kind of rolling the dice here, right? It's it's kind of oh. like a wild card situation because you don't know necessarily what this Chivas side is going to put out. So your best bet is to just kind of focus on your game and go out there and try to, like I told AJ, implement what you've been doing this past season. Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, America is going to have to come out there and then hopefully if, you know, if Chivas does come out, you know, high pressing and, and you know, bombarding America with the pressure that, you know, about was saying, uh, America's going to learn how to soak it. You know, like you said, I even in the past game against Philadelphia, there were there were a lot of moments where Philly were, were, were on us and they 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 were getting good looks at, at the at the goal. Um, you know, some couple of defensive plays here, Ochoa here, you know, and you know, and, and we saved ourselves from 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 maybe being down one nil in Philly. So I think America has experience in kind of absorbing that pressure. It's just, you know. Philly is not Chivas, right? So, uh, you know, so th- th- this pressure that Chivas is going to apply is going to be a lot, a lot harder and, and a lot more intense. So, America is going to have to be ready, or else, you know, this could be, you know, looking at a, you know, early deficit, and that's something America does not want to fall into. Definitely. I mean, we'll see, and and, and it's all going to be based on how Solari ends up putting his starting eleven, which we'll get to in just a second, Christian. And 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 you'll you'll give us kind of your predicted starting eleven, but again, everything that kind of the fundamentals that we talk about have to kind of coincide with what this side is going to be looking like from the get go. Uh, but before I ask about your starting eleven, Christian, um, let me remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you by Footcult. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go check out Footcult.com. Use the discount code EEP at checkout to get ten percent off. Again, that is discount code EEP at checkout to get ten percent off all Footcult products, which by the way they keep making uh some amazing gear for 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 everyone you know those shorts aj those shorts are coming in clutch they don't miss they don't miss with any products like i'm slacking i already missed on one of the releases and then i just heard it might not be doing it ever again until further notice. so see don't be like me use that discount code get you some some shorts and you know just wear them honestly they're comfy i got one of them right now amazing (laughs) <laughs> perfect again thank you to Full Cult for sponsoring today's episode alright Christian I'll let you take it away from here what is your predicting starting 11 for the game on Saturday yes so um, like I, you know I saw a couple of mentions I think so I will go back to the 4-3-3 for this Saturday um, we're gonna have Ochoa in net the back four will be Jorge Sanchez Bruno Valdez Manuel Aguilar and Luis Fuentes in the midfield uh, Pedro Aquino Richard Sanchez and Alvaro Fidalgo uh, on one side, we'll have Salvador Reyes. On the other side, Sebastián Córdoba. And then up top, Roger Martínez. All right, let's, let's talk about this real quickly because there are a couple of questions I have for you, Christian, in regards to this starting 11. Why Reyes on the left wing position and why Fuentes on the left next spot? Yeah. 
Why no Linus? I just per I think I like Reyes better than Linus in this in the spot. I think Reyes opens up more spots, uh, more more spaces. Um, his crosses are ten times better. Disregard the game Saturday. Uh, besides besides that game, uh, I think Reyes is overall just a better explosive player for us. Linus for me is a little bit stagnant, too predictable. Um, you know whether whether it be maybe speed that he has over Reyes. Um, I just prefer Reyes over over Linus in this spot. Interesting. Uh, Chris bringing up a really good point. He's saying, oh, Lord, I don't know if I want Fuentes against their wingers and next to Manuel Aguilera. That is like the biggest weak point you could potentially put. And Antuna might be playing in that in that position. So you're just. You're you're asking for trouble, man. He's in a Chivas jersey, though. It's not the Mexico national team. But he's still fast. And and so Fuentes and Aguilera. But you have don't two convince. players that can interchange at any single moment, any given time. Uh, they might know how to use Antuna this time, so there's hope for us. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, no. pre- prepare the unexpected. He ends up playing left back or something. Just plays a position he's not supposed to play in, so they can throw a curveball <laughs> right at you at that point. I don't think that's what Vado meant by the unexpected, but... <laughs> yeah, it's we, unexpected, fired, we fired Boots and Teach already. We fired Boots and Teach already. <laughs> hey, I mean... I, look, it's it's interesting. I, I, the, uh, that is my main concern, the fact that you don't bring in Linus and you don't put Reyes in the left back because I think you need cover on that left-hand side. You do That's have why. cover. You have basically two inessential left-backs playing on that left-hand side. And any given moment, they can inter- interchange and one can track back, one can go up. It's the beauty of playing of playing Reyes over Linus. Linus does track back a lot. Yes, I understand. But I would prefer Reyes on an offensive side rather than Linus. And that's and that's what Linus being a true left winger. That says a lot about his season so far. Interesting. Well, another thing to note out here: Roger Martinez gets to start over Henry Martin, who is in a bit of a goal streak here. Two two goals in his last yeah. two games. Roger not really hitting the mark for a lot of people. Why does he get to start? So Roger prefers him over over Henry and Venus. Simple as that. As simple as that. I don't know. Simple I think that. especially what Henry did in the last Clásico Nacional. I think Henry might start. If Henry starts, but Roger's going to start either way. So if Roger starts, then someone else has to sit. I mean, if Henry starts, then someone else has to sit. He's not benching Roger. He's not benching his most talented player. Even though he's not been Roger these past couple of games, he's not going to bench in this game. You put him I on just, the wing, then. You put yeah, him on the wing. So, so, but then so put him on the wing. Take out. Cordova. He's got to Cordova. sit out. He, he did against Toluca. No, you don't, you don't bench your number 10 okay, for this so game. There you go. You don't bench your number 10 for this game. It's interesting. I'll say the least. It's, 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 a lot it's, of it's very interesting. Move around here. I mean, we'll see, we'll, we'll see if it takes, you know, if, if it is or if it isn't. But again, interesting starting 11 there. Vado, what could Chivas potentially play on, uh, on Saturday? Which I know is a big ask because you just mentioned it. You don't know exactly what you're going to get from this side or who you might get in the start 11, but as far as what you would prefer, what would you like to see? Well, I think it's fun now, because usually when you ask me for my predicted lineup, it's uh, what do I expect the coach to put out and not exactly what I would like to see out there. But I think this time I can give you what I would like to see out there, because anything is possible, sure. right? <laughs> yeah. You're, you're yeah, the coach. You're the coach. So. Exactly. Put me in. Put me in. I got this. <laughs> I think... Gudinho, Gudinho at goal. He's uh he's been solid for it since he took over for Tonyo Rodriguez, who has yet again managed to lose the starting goalkeeper position at Chivas for like the fifth or sixth time. I don't know. Let's go. How many more 
attempt this guy's going to get. At left back, I'm putting Alejandro Mayorga. Center backs, we got Luis Olivas and Pollo Briseño. At right back, I'm going to play a natural right back. Imagine that, playing a natural right back in the right back position. And Chapo Sanchez <laughs> at right back. In the midfield, I'm going with Fernando Beltran, who apparently Busetich hated, and Beltran must be out of his mind that Busetich is gone. I'm pairing him with Lalo Thor in the midfield. And then I'm putting Angulo in there. I'm putting Brizuela, Antuna. And if Vegas back, put him at the striker. Screw it, you know. I want to see I, me and me and the me and the Chivas, the guys have been wanting to see Alexis Vega get a shot at striker since he came to Chivas because that's what he used to play at the Luca before he came over. So if he's healthy and he can go, throw Vega in that striker. And if he's not healthy, give me Saldivar and maybe this coach will finally know how to use him. Because I think Saldivar is good, but no coach has managed to use him right. I think Almeida started too, but then he got hurt. So we never saw what could have what could have been. Interesting. I mean, you guys aren't short of pace. Let's 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 be honest. If if that lineup comes out, yeah. Um, again, gonna have to be something to worry about. No Molina though. I see. <laughs> Bro, Molina belongs in the retirement home with Oribe Peralta, right? <laughs> get, off, get off! Get off my team, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man the guy the guy looked hilarious um you know not that the injury was hilarious but the bandage that he was all wrapped up in in the Clásico Nacional in Dallas it was, it was it was very interesting to see why he continued to play you know I mean there was a point in time where he was arguably the best sign they made in a transfer window that just summarized Chivas's entire transfer window when an old man like him was one of your best players at that point so I mean who knows we'll see though but again Christian I mean you know it's a good it's a good it's a good team that we potentially could be seeing against America on Saturday of course you know I I said earlier you know Chivas squad when you look at it on paper you can have a good 11 out there it's just you know like I like I said you know whether it be a coach whether it be players not being informed for whatever reason they just haven't been themselves in recent years um but all it takes is one game, and why not against America, right? Because everyone loves to turn into prime Barcelona when they play against America. Of course, and and this is this is the game to do it, right? Uh, all all eyes on you, at least as far as the nation of Mexico goes, and let's face it, the United States as well. We'll, we'll, we'll be ranking up the views and here. Canada. And Canada, of course, can't forget the numbers in Canada are very well. Um, it's the game, right? It's the game to show up, and because of that, who in your eyes? in an America jersey needs to show up, AJ. Who is the one player that is going to be detrimental to this America side to getting three points and the bragging rights and everything that comes along winning the Clásico Nacional? It's got to be Chavar Reyes for me. Since we picked him up, everyone's having their eyes on him. He was named, one of the, he was named um, the best left back in the league last season, if not mistaken, one of the best youngsters in the entire league. And what he's been doing in America so far has Definitely been great stuff for us, really. I just want to see him, you know, nab himself a goal or two against Chivas. Let everyone know the reason to why we signed him up in the first place. And every time he's played on that pitch, he's been giving us 110%. I feel like he's definitely going to be crucial. We need some explosiveness on the team. And Chavarez is definitely a player who has a bunch of explosiveness right on him. He could definitely take on defenders, 
cut in the box, get a shot, set plays up for his teammates. So he's got to do what he's got to do. So for me, he's my player that's um, key for this match against Chivas. Okay. I like it. I like it. All righty then. Christian, who's your go-to player? Who do you think needs to have the biggest game? There's a reason why they gave him a number 10, right? This man needs to show up. These are the games that why they give you the number 10. All right. You know, for me so far, Cordova has not done it this year. He has not been worthy of the 10 this year. You know what gets him across that line? A good performance in this game. Um, Cordova, man, I need you to create. I need you to shoot. I need you to stop being scared of whatever it is, making passes, dribbling players. You can't do that. None of that on none of that this Saturday. I need Cordova to be Cordova. I need Cordova to be the number 10 of Club America this Saturday. Cordova has to have a huge match. What a world we live in nowadays that now I'm not the one bashing on Cordova. Yeah, it's other people as well. But it's true. It's, it's true because the man hasn't performed. Uh, that number 10 jersey is starting to look a little bit too heavy on him. And he needs to come out here and perform and do stuff. Right? God is saying don't disrespect Cordova like that. But Cordova is disrespecting himself because he's not living to the stature of a number 10 jersey. I will come back and say it. The man has a consistency issue. He does not know how to put in two, three weeks of a good shift in an America jersey. And I think that is what irritates me. That's what it gets me. holding him back, if we're being honest. Yeah. And, and it is. It is. Because that's the thing. It's just like, come on, man. You have the talent. I, someone said it. Like He could arguably be the most talented player on our squad. But he's not showcasing it. And these are the games you do it, right? And I understand he's not being played in this position, like what he normally wants to play. But, you know, you can't have that excuse when you're wearing the 10, right? You know, you have to excel at almost anything. Um, and, you know, whether whether maybe you're, you don't, you're not excelling in dribbling players, then create. Go, cut it inside and create. Do something because he's done nothing of that sort in maybe the past three weeks. He didn't do it in Philly. When he came on against Luca, I didn't even know he came on. I think it was 10v10 when he came on. Uh, I did not see a glimpse of him against Luca as well. Um, this is the game. It has to be the game. It definitely does have to be the game. Um, <laughs> Jerry saying, those shoes Gio <laughs> left are huge. Cries internally. Um, but, but look, my player is probably going to be the same one Chris saying. Saying, uh, if we go with Christian's lineup, Roger Martinez. I mean, the man has to beast out. And I, I agree with Chris. I, I think... This is also a player that's been lacking consistency. This sure. is a player that... Uh, we knew that has... already. Huh? Well, we knew he has a consistency problem since the day he joined Club America. Exactly. But you think we all said it on the Solari had to be a different situation. Oh, yeah. Right and, and, and all that stuff. And look, if he wants to keep that starting level spot, he needs to earn it. You mentioned that probably the most talented player that we have on the pitch. A guy who is can run around circles, can shrug people off the ball, contain it, dribble, do elasticos all day long. But if you're not putting the ball in the back of the net, then why are you playing in that position? You know? So, needs to go out there, needs to score some goals, and needs to prove as to why he is the go-to man for Solari in that number 10 spot. So, again, a couple players to look out for. AJ's going Chavarreyes, Christian, and, like, the rest of the Americanismo going with our number 10, Cordoba, and, of course, me with Roger Martinez. Vado, who is the one player Chivas is going to be heavily relying on to do and create stuff in order for this team to walk away with a result, which I also wanted to ask to you, what is a result against America in the Clásico Nacional? What do you, what do you mean, what is the result? 
what do yeah, I, like, what do like, I want to happen? <laughs> no, no, I want like, to win. Like, like is as a win, is is nothing nothing accepted, but just a win. Or if you walk away with a draw, is that still sufficed as a result? Nah, I I want to win that game. That's that's a, a must win game for both teams. I think I think a draw, you know, is always disappointing. So I I definitely want to win that game. I'm not I'm not taking the draw or a or a loss. We've had enough of those with with Bucci Teach. We need we need to start winning games. All right. Okay. So then, who's your who's who's the player that's gonna try to orchestrate everything for you guys? Um. I think we're gonna have to rely a lot on Angola right now. He's pretty much the the guy creating. But I would love to see Antuna step up. My guy, you're at Azteca, right? You shine with the national team. Wear your national team jersey under your Chivas jersey, and perform like you do with the national team. We need assists from him. We need him to make. He was making some nice runs at the end of that Pachuca game, which was really nice to see, especially going into the Clasico. So I want. I need Antuna to step up on Saturday night. He has to step up because quiet. Him and Vega were creating a lot of our offense these past two, two, three seasons. So I know he can. Do it. His his uh, Smirnoff brother isn't out there right now, but he, he can do it by himself, right? So Antuna's my guy. <laughs> Antuna, interesting. Okay, I like it. Uh, again, that's probably one of the players that we all would look out for because again, his pace is definitely going to be worrying a lot of us because, like we mentioned, our center backs could practically be on wheelchairs and still not catch this man up because we are just—it's terrible back there and, and and extremely terrible. Again, a lot of good names though, a, a lot of good names, a lot of good shouts. Look, it's promising. Classicals are always pl- promising, but again. I think we're due for a good game. I don't know if we're ever going to get a 3-3 game that we got back in 2005 at the Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll ever get a game like that. Um, But I, I expect this game to be a good back-and-forth matchup, especially if Vado says that, that Chivas plays the way that they they intend to play. Because, like we mentioned, we have that tendency to leave gaps, and, and then we're kind of rushing in, in, in the back line, trying to fix and patch gaps here and there. Um, but I could see our, our, our front offensive line, you know, being whether that be Cordoba, Fidalgo, Roger, or Linus, or whoever fits in that position, bringing the game to Chivas and actually making them sweat, making them think about it, and, and, and you know, putting themselves in the position. There's one thing I do want to add is, bless you, AJ, um, one thing I do want to add is we got to be clinical. I, I, how many times have we seen it this season? Chance after chance after chance, and we're not putting those goals away. Yeah. And 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 it goes back down to Roger Martinez being the clinical striker, Cordova stepping up and having a good game, Fidalgo too, who uh, you know gets himself a good chance here and there, needs to start putting these chances away. Um, and 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 really, it's gonna come down to like I mentioned, who wants it the most. Who wants uh, that bragging rights, right? There's a lot that comes to winning the Clásico. And, and we'll see. I mean, uh, do you guys know if... Um, Varo, do you know if any, anything from the Guadalajara side, if they're, they're putting any bets on the line? Um, not that I've seen. But they usually do, right? They usually... I, I remember yeah, they did it last yeah, week. Like, they did it like they donated meals or something like that. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Last season? Which I think is a pretty cool idea. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think it's a really and, cool and idea. I know Amari's, like, all about that. I think, even with Atlas, I think last season, they donated, like, a like an ambulance or something like that, I think. Or two of them. So that was pretty cool. So, yeah, I haven't seen anything, but, you know, that's always a positive thing, right? To kind of reinforce that whole, you know, the rivalry should stay on the pitch and not jump to the stands or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no. No, I agree. It, it should it definitely, you know, it's a rivalry that stays on the pitch. And, at the, you know, at the end of the day, we're all... Well, part of the big league on Mickey's family, and so try to contribute to our communities in any way possible. So I, I, I do think, and I hope they continue that 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 bet Amaury and, and Escarga. Um, it's, it's always fun to see exactly what uh, what these two clubs put on the line. I know that some players have sometimes tried to bet in the past. I remember Marco Fabian once uh, wanted to bet Raúl Jiménez like a car or something. Um, <laughs> And Raul said no because he's like, I don't make that type of money. <laughs> but we should have said yes because we won that classical. Um, <laughs> could have been walking away with a, with, with a brand new car. But again, should be interesting. But talking about betting, Christian, you are the man to go with the bets. How would you delegate the listeners in regards to placing their bets for Saturday's game? Um, don't listen to me because these are one. Of the, this is one of the games where I kind of go overboard more than I should. <laughs> So I'm not going to say anything. Uh, just know if you want to bet America, I would get them now before that line goes down because it's going to go down. Uh, so just, yeah, if you want to place a bet, place it in now. There you go. Bet responsibly. And uh, <laughs> Chris saying, y'all should do a bet within podcast. And Gary saying, I agree. Bet something very aggressively. Uh, but I don't know. Nothing comes up to the top of my head right now. We can talk about it off camera and then we can decide afterwards. Of course. <laughs> we'll see. Well, 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 I mean, Vado's got to kind of, you know, he, he's got to talk to, you know, the other representatives of the, you know, That's what I'm saying. Because he can't, he can't just be like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to bet, you know, the domain or something, you know, it just it wouldn't work that way. That's what I'm saying. Well, we'll, come up, we'll come up with something. We'll come up with something cool. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Again, though, Look, it's a Clásico Nacional. It's hard not to get, get sucked into the hype because of the history, because of the passion, because of what these two clubs mean, institutionally speaking, not just to, the set, to their set of fans, but to the league and the history themselves. It's always painting for a good game. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited and I can't wait for kickoff. Because again, there's nothing like a Clásico Nacional. You spend it with your family and you're there all together and you're watching the game. And you're just surrounded by good drinks, good food, good people. That, I think, is what makes the atmosphere just that much more better. So, ultimately, I'm excited to see how this game goes down. But because of that, it's time to ask for your guys' predictions. And for everyone listening right now in the chat, make sure you guys go predict your scoreline. I'll be reading them off in just a second. But, Vado, seeing as how you are our guest, I will throw it to you first. What is your prediction for the game on Saturday at the Estadio Seca? Dos a cero, Chivas. Wow. It's adventurous. Really adventurous. I believe I like in Leano, right? Undefeated. We average two goals a game when he's our coach. We don't give goals. It's going to happen again. Senses that proceed unfortunate yeah. events. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. 2 0, though, like I said. Really, uh. <clears throat> Really, really interesting to see right here. But all righty then. AJ, what is your prediction for the game? Play back 3-0. Why not? We smoked them at home. 
So we'll smoke. Damn it, AJ. You were even more adventurous than Vado in this one. They weren't ready. And what makes you think they're not ready again? I mean, they don't have the clown that's Vusa teacher anymore. So I mean, they can maybe do something, but I don't know. I don't think I don't think they'll I don't think they'll do anything to us at home. Ain't happening. I will just mean even more Look, last, last last time last time Leanu took over, he took over for Luis Fernando Tena. And it was the same thing. Luis Fernando Tena was dragging Cuba through the mud and we looked like crap. And then Leanu took over for one game and it's like one of the best games Cuba has played in the past couple of years. So I'm telling you guys, it's gonna happen again. Leanu makes us look good. He knows he knows the players, he knows them coming up and through the academy. I'm sure he's a fan, you know, he's tired of watching boring games. It's, I think we're I think we're gonna get a good one on Saturday. I hope so. Let's see. Let's I hope see. so. You know what? Uh Frank uh they they he brought up a really good thing. He's saying change your Twitter profiles pick. That should be the bet. So if uh if should we if change the bios too? We no 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 we put the Ricardo Pelaez profile picture and if they lose then they put Santiago Baño since they both want <laughs> presidents out. Um but okay. AJ, very adventurous. 3-0. I, I I don't know where you got that kind of confidence. But okay, Christian. Give me a little bit uh, of a more realistic result. What is your prediction for the game on Saturday? You said realistic, so I couldn't say my original thought, but um, I'm going to go 2 nothing America. 2 nothing America. All right. What was your other one? I don't even want to ask. 4-1 America. 4-1 America? Where the hell hey, are you getting Hey, remember you last time. We- remember what we did last in the Pachuca and no one believed Christian. Remember that. So. It was one of those I nights. <laughs> I can't. I can't tell. Uh, but all right, let's, let's read some of these on the comments. Uh, Christopher is saying 3-1 America score. Uh, 3-1 for America. Henry scores one. Cordova scores two. I know all the Cordova fans would be loving that. Gotti going with a 2-1 victory for Chivas. That, again, it doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, Mary go. Jane going with a 2-1 victory for America. Uh, goals from Roger and Fidalgo. Nice. Let's see. Uh, Jerry Sanchez going with a 2-0 America win. Classic Solari win. Maybe a jugada polémica. I said it last Classic on the Senado podcast, and I'll say it again. Bet the house, bet the hair, and your little cousin, because it's all going to pay off in the end. Again, if we're betting cousins here, all I'm saying is please bet responsibly. What, <laughs> <laughs> what goes on on this podcast? What are you guys telling people to bet? We bet the house. We bet little cousins. Bet our hair. We bet a toilet at one point. So I think someone bet the grandma at one point. I think. <laughs> Look, man. People, people are very much confident in some of these bets. I'll say that as much. Um, Frank saying, "I'm going to be at my aunt's birthday party. I'll literally be the only America fan in the crowd of Chivas fans. Four to one America victory. We'll destroy them again. Going very confident with uh, the results. I like it. I like it. Um, but we'll see." We'll see. I'm going to be a little bit more kind of to ground. And I think America goes with a 2-1 victory. I think they can take it. They go for it. I was going to say 1-0, but uh, I see a couple of goals in this one. So 2-1, America. And, uh, well, what can I say? Let's hope that uh, the Americanismo is right on this one. But still, paints for a good game. Paints for a good atmosphere. And, again... All I can say is let's 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 see what happens. I'm not even gonna read this out loud, but you guys can you you guys can, can read what Jerry Central said. 
<laughs> but uh, again, should be a fun one. So, gentlemen, anything else to add on this Classico Nacional battle? Um, no, I just hope we get a we get a good game. You know, it's been a while since we got a a cla- a classic Classico. You know. Yeah, I think that's what we all want. Just that classic Classico, something that you can sell people on and saying, you know what, this is Liga Mekis, this is what Classico Nacional is, this is what America and Chivas are. So let's see what happens. Uh, Christian, AJ, anything else to add on before we wrap it all up? Um, This is for Akari. Y'all ruined my boy Armenio. I don't know what y'all done to him, but my God, please. You should have, America Shansa should have gone Armenio. He could have been scoring goals for us, but he chose Leon instead. And um, imagine losing a team that had 29% possession and you lose to a free goal, to a free kick goal. Not my club. <laughs> I, like, I, I like it, AJ. I like it. I like it. Christian? I just want to say thank you to AJ for defending me and my 4-1 ridiculous prediction. Um, everyone laughed at me last year. It almost came true. It really almost came true. Um, so I wouldn't expect something different this year. No, whatever. All righty then. I like it. I like it. Well, alrighty then. Well, if that pretty much wraps it up here, we just want to say thank you to everyone who came out. Thank you to AJ. Thank you to Christian. Varo, again, thank you so much for coming on. It's always fun getting to talk uh, America versus Chivas with you. And uh, make sure you say hello to the rest of the Chivas and Norte gang. Uh, it should be interesting. We'll see if we put a little bet on the side. And uh, again, thank you for coming out, man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the invite. These are, these are always fun to do. Of course, of course. Alrighty then, we'll let you guys go. We'll be here next week to talk all things and recap the Clásico Nacional, how things went in Salisteca, and look ahead into the future for what is another promising game for America, away at Hidalgo against Pachuca. So we'll see what happens. Should be interesting. Again, thank you to all of you guys that came out, to all of our listeners, to everyone in the comments. You guys really make these shows just that much more fun. But alright then, gentlemen, let's have a good night. You guys stay safe out there. Please wear your masks. And as always, Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 